I remember one time Logan, he was telling me that he worked out with you like way, 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 way back in the past, right? I remember he told me that he worked out with you one time and he threw up because of it. Yeah. <laughs> didn't didn't you, um, he said something about you throwing a tire down a hill and then you guys running? Yeah. Flipping, flipping a tire and then pulling it. Yeah. It was, oh. That was yeah. Oh my god. I still gosh. do it. I still do it. I still have students come over and work out with me. They can't keep really? up. Really? Yeah. They still can't work out? Uh, they still can't keep up? <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> I had two kids talking trash, like serious trash. And I was like, guys, um, you know, I still can lift. You're 135 pounds. I'm, I'm, I can still lift more than you. And they're like, bet. So then... <laughs> It was the day, two days after my marathon, which was, my body was wrecked. But oh, I bet. They showed up at my house and I was like, all right, let's do it. And within 10 minutes, they were like, I'm going to throw up. I can't do this. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> hey there, future Jeremy here. On this episode of Natty Wonders, I had the privilege of chatting and catching up with my seminary teacher who truly has an amazing story to share. It's full of faith, miracles, and is overall truly inspiring. Trust me, you're not going to want to miss this episode. This was all done over a Zoom call, so if the audio sounds a little different, that's why. Despite that, I hope you still enjoy and learn something new from Hayden. Stick around to the end for some thoughts that I wanted to share and some of Hayden's words of wisdom once we wrap up. Thank you so much and enjoy. So, so what kind of training style do you do? You do? <laughs> Um, a lot of like high intensity, um, interval training. I do, um, um, supersets, you know, just things like that Ooh. keep my heart rate up. And at the same time I can break down my muscle. Um, so yeah, that's basically what I'm doing. Sounds, and sounds, like, a, wow. That sounds a lot like, like CrossFit. Is that, is that kind of your yeah. training inspiration? That's kind of what, what I, uh, I eventually got into CrossFit first and then um, moved to Indiana. And then I started, it's like, I'm just going to build my own gym. So I built my own gym and, and wow. uh, you know, still building it. But I, now it's, you know, it's everything I have. I have sandbags and weights and bumper plates and stuff. So now it's, it's just, I go in the garage and, you know, like I just finished my workout and, you know, for 50 to, minutes to like maybe an hour and 10 minutes and call it good oh honestly if i if i ever catch you out there i i'm totally working out with you i want to see if i can last <laughs> i i had one mission companion he was a he was a big crossfitter he want he wanted to beat like some of the top people like matt frazier yeah yeah and <laughs> I, I tried one of his workouts on like an assault bike it was a 10 minute like just circuit and yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did one round of it and I almost threw up as well. <laughs> it was rough. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, the great thing is like you get your body to the certain point so where you can handle handle it for long periods of time. So I like to torture myself a little bit. <laughs> it sounds like it. Oh my gosh. Would you like me to refer to you by your first name? Because I'm used to just calling yeah, please, you brother. Please, yeah, 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 I know, I know. Just call me Hayden. And uh, you're <laughs> old enough now. No, I actually I don't care. Most people here call me German. German, uh, but just call me Hayden. It's fine. Okay, sounds good. I, I'm still not used to that. I I came back home from my mission, and everyone in the wards like, oh, please. Don't call me Brother Rig, call me John. And I'm like, I can't do that. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, it is weird. I still, I, uh, my father is a, was my old institute teacher. Mm -hmm. And he just moved here and I, I can't call him anything else but Brother Williams. Like, he's like, you can call me Mark. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad to know yeah. I can, but I can. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Natty Wonders, featuring Jeremy and Bryant. Listen, the man in the cave doesn't care who you look like. He's going to kill you anyway. I learned that I need to eat cats and infants, apparently. Two of the best therapy sessions. You've got B&B &B and heavy circles. 
All right, welcome to Natty Wonders, everyone. I'm your host, Jeremy Crumbo, as always, and I'm actually joined here with a special guest. You're not going to believe it. It's my old seminary teacher, uh, Hayden German. Hayden, would you like to introduce yourself real quick? Um, yeah, um, my name is Hayden German. Um, I'm from Florida. Um, grew up in a family of four boys. Um, I love to work out and, uh, you know, eat lots of food and hang out with my hot wife. And uh, I'm a seminar teacher out here in uh, Farmington, Utah. Um, and I love my job. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Oh, and I have five kids. I should probably mention that. I have That's, family, five kids, four boys, one girl. And uh, they keep me very, very busy. <laughs> they they've probably grown up a lot since I've since I've been gone. I I haven't seen I haven't seen them lately. I just remember them when they were super little. Yeah. <laughs> so. But but yeah. Um. Thank you so much for, uh, coming onto the podcast. Um. I I know you have a really cool story that. Uh. Well, first off, you've always been an inspiration to me, especially when. I first started working out, which was on my mission. Um, I remember that you were really big into it. And I I just always remember like, dang, he always had a really good physique. Um, and I was like, I kind of want to achieve that. Yeah. But I, I never knew how to do that until I had one mission companion show me how to do, do everything. Um, and now I feel like we have like the same passion maybe you as more strongly than me um but still uh you've still been a huge inspiration to me and even even more now because of the story that i wanted to i wanted you to share especially um so it was like all over the news it made nat did it make national news uh, i don't think so no okay i i didn't think so but it made made local news um and it's a it was a freak accident mm -hmm. uh do you want to tell us what happened I, I i don't know all the details of it yeah yeah i was um it was september 24th last year i was uh going for a run it was my first day of training for a marathon i was uh you know running right down my road i was just told my wife i was going for a mile run and then um i said hi to a neighbor and then that's all i remember and the next thing you know i woke up in the hospital um they think that um they think that when i was running there's a overpass and the overpass has a uh like a um like a civilian walkway and then there's a gap and then there's the road and the sidewalk ends. And I think that I just ran and thought there was a sidewalk on the other side, but there wasn't. And, uh, I fell 40 feet, um, on my back and, uh, um, yeah, I was rushed to the university of Utah life flighted and I sustained, um, a lot of injuries. Um, I remember, a, a nurse just saying, Hey, you've been in a terrible accident. Um, you, you're at the, the hospital. Um, and then everything else like went black. Um, I, you know, I, I, my pelvis fell, fell apart. I, I, you know, fractured eight or nine vertebrae. I, um, fractured both my scapulas, my, I uh, broke with some ribs, um, and then a bunch of organs kind of um, lacerated, which kind of exploded a little bit. So my liver, oh my, my kidneys, my, my, uh, yeah, lots of organs. So Holy it was cow. a really hard, hardest thing I've ever experienced in my life. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I remember like being on my mission when that, when I got an email uh from someone from uh from church saying like there was this terrible accident we don't even know if he's gonna make it i, I remember just like this is like my last area of my mission when i got this email and i'm like 
what what happened? Um, and I saw the news article on it, and they showed like the overpass where there was just this. It looked it's a, it's an optical illusion for sure, because it looks like you could just jump, hop right over the bridge, and make it onto a sidewalk. But no, it's just a forty foot drop. Yeah. Wow. It's really. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So, so that happened, and when when was the when was the marathon that you were training for happening? So that was in September. The marathon was May twentieth. So oh, I, so uh, the one oh wow, you did make it. I did make it. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. I thought there was like two different marathons. That no, no, it was the same. You marathon, still so. made. It? Yeah, I still made it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was a, again, I'll say it was the hardest thing I've ever done, but yeah, being in the hospital, it's, it's, uh, you don't know if you can do anything, you know, uh, I couldn't walk. I couldn't, I, I was so dependent on everybody and, uh, I was because my pelvis broke and fell apart. Um, I had, I couldn't be on my feet for six weeks and then I had a neck brace cause I, crack some vertebrae on my neck and um that I had to be in that for 10 weeks so yeah it was just a awful terrible experience so how long how long was the recovery time like so what was the estimated recovery time for that that's a good question so they thought um basically because I, I had brain damage like severe brain damage I had um I had a stroke because of loss of blood um, it affected my left side. I, I have blind spots on my eyes, so I can't see as well anymore, but uh, the recovery because of my brain damage, they thought it was going to be about three months for me to get out of the hospital. Um, but I, I did it in 33 days. Um, I just started getting better and better and better. And, and I got to the point where they were like, all right, we're going to send you, send you home. And typically people improve better when they're in their normal element so at mm -hmm. home so that's when i got better yeah wow okay that's that's incredible so so you, so it was like one of the hardest experiences that you've ever gone through like i'm guessing like mentally that was probably the most challenging part of it i don't want to assume but well it's it's uh it's for me is so much more than that. It, like physically, I, I, I like to push my body, you know, and I've always been that way. I, I started working out to just for a certain physique, but as I've gotten older and now I'm 40, 41, <laughs> that's crazy to say, but um, now it's, it's more of a mental thing for me. So when I was in the hospital, it literally, it was, hard in every single way, mentally, physically, emotionally, like I, it was, it was just that taxing on every level. And, uh, it was really hard to kind of overcome those demons and in, in your brain, um, that, you know, you can't do this. You're not going to get better. You're going to be stuck like this. So it was, it was a really, really hard situation and, and, uh, coming out of it. No, now I'm, you know, I'm stronger than I've ever been, um, not just physically, but in a mental. I, I've just experienced things that I would not have experienced before. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, thank you so much for, for sharing that. Yeah. And you, you, like, I remember seeing a bunch of support for you as well. Um, like who, who all was, who all was like your number ones? that were sticking with you the entire time through it. Like, like when you were at your lowest moments, who was cheering you on to, to keep going? Oh man. Um, my mom, my wife was my number one. She was, we had a five month old, uh, which is our fifth baby. Oh and yeah. I, I don't think I, I think I saw a post about that, but I've never, so I don't even that happens. I, I, we had a five month old, he was five, five months, August. And, um, my wife was juggling five kids or four kids in a, in a infant and trying to see me, you know, it was a, it was a really, really hard 
um, time for her. And and she stepped up and she was there every day for me. So I, I mean, for her, for, for me, that was, she was my rock. You know, my mom came out for a few weeks. Um, I have tons of friends out here. Like two of my childhood friends um, came to, came to, uh, to see me uh, some like every day or every other day. So I, I had a really, I think like one of the reasons why I got better so fast was because I had the support and people just, they're not like encouraging me or saying you're going to get better, but just being there. And I think mm. I mentally, I was like, all right, I want to get better for these people. I want to get better for my students and for the people that I love. And uh, I, I that really helped me um, push, push through. Yeah. No, definitely. I, I've noticed that too. Like when, when it's kind of just like people saying like, Oh, I I'm, I'm here for you. I'm encouraging you. It's like, I don't know. I feel like it helps to a certain extent, but I think it's more meaningful and impactful if someone is, is there talking about unrelated things, like forget that you might never walk again. I'm, I'm just here to listen to you, talk to you about, about things and I think I no I could definitely see how that would help you cover more throughout all that yeah so yeah thank thank you for sharing that okay well my next question was about the the actual marathon like what what made you be like wow I'm still on track for this marathon like let me still run it <laughs> I uh, I was far from being on track. Um, I was like the opposite. It's as far as you possibly could be. I was that far from the marathon, but, um, and it was, a, it was, for me, it was a very spiritual experience. I was, I was in the hospital, you know, um, you know, in a bed, you can't get up. You, mm -hmm. you know, you have to depend on other people to help you go to the bathroom. It's just like, I had tubes all over me and I, I, it was a extremely low, low time for me. And, uh, I just was feeling bad and sorry for myself and just thinking about all the things I couldn't do before, you know, for, for me, like being physical, it was so important. And I was in the best shape of my whole life at 40. It's like right before my fall, I got in such a good shape. Um, and, uh, it just it really broke my heart you know and then i started thinking about well i can't even do this marathon and i don't know how to describe it but it, it sounds silly but i started thinking about the marathon I, I and i had like this vision and this vision of me finishing a marathon really like it was so real i like to close my eyes. I can still see it. I, I like, I felt all the feelings that comes with the, the finishing a marathon. I was happy. I was in pain. I was, you know, all of these emotions I was feeling. And I, I saw myself cross the finish line and I'm laying there and I'm like, this is bananas. You know, like I, I'm so far away from doing this, but maybe I could do it. You know, the idea of like, what if, what if I could do this? What if you beat all the odds? Yeah. What if, what if everyone, you know, and, and, and what's funny is that I was like, all right, maybe I could do this, you know? And then I had a doctor come in very uh, soon after that. And he was checking me out and, you know, take my blood or whatever. And, and he, I was like, Hey, do you think I could run a marathon after all this? He's like, yeah, in a few years, you could do this. And I knew when the marathon was in a May. So I was- And, like, and when was this? So this was probably, it was middle October. I got out. Okay. So uh, I was in rehab. So it was the last week. So probably like the 18th or 19th, but of wow. October. And uh, I was like, no, no, no. What, what if I tried to do one in May? And they're like, no, you know, you will not be able to do that. So, and then I, I was like, all right, but what if I could do it in my mind? And then another 
doctor and another doctor and another doctor. And I kept saying, like, I think I'm going to try to do a marathon. And they kept telling me no. And then in my mind, I was like, but I've, I've already done it. You know, I've already achieved this. I've already seen myself run it. I'm going to try. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to run the marathon. So in my mind, I was like, okay, what are the steps necessary to get to that point? Um, I have to get out of a wheelchair. I have to start walking. I have to learn how to walk. Then I have to learn how to run. And then I have to get faster in my running. And then I'm going to start training for a marathon. So that was it. From, From that, it was, it just gave me a purpose. And I think that's something that a lot of people lack is, is, all right, what's, What's my purpose? And every day I woke up, it's like, all right, this is my purpose. I'm going to run this marathon. And that's uh, that's how it all started. It was in the hospital. Wow. On, on, uh, honestly, like you're hitting points that I've, I've talked about on my podcast as well. Just like working out for a purpose or like doing things for a purpose, not just working out just for looks, but to, to be functional to be working at your most hip top perfect perfected self i guess i don't know yeah 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 exactly. but you i just wanted to mention that because you've been like mentioning these before and i i'm like wow i've already we've already mentioned this before <laughs> you know yeah. so it's like two witnesses it's 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 happening <laughs> happening <laughs> but yeah so walk us through the the training process like what what were you doing were you when you were just doing runs every day, just, I mean, uh, well, first, uh, I got out of the hospital, um, and then I started training, um, just upper body to get myself stronger. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was 195 pounds when I fell and, uh, they do think that, and you know, it, it's backed by research is like, um, the more muscle you have, the, the more uh, you can recover from things like cancer and mm. falling. So um, it's actually crazy. Three months before my fall, I was like, I'm going to put some muscle on. So I put on about 15 pounds of muscle. Wow. Um, I'm usually like 180. Like, uh, so I put on about 15 pounds of muscle and that saved my life. So, you know, when, when, uh, <clears throat> um, when it comes to the training first, is okay, I need to get out of the wheelchair. So once I got the green light to go, I started getting a walker and that was really hard to have to learn how to walk again. Um, But it was just like out of the whole process, we had this saying with my wife and I, and it was just, and it's a stupid saying, but it's how do you eat an elephant? And it's one bite at a time. So it's a good saying. yeah. So if this marathon is something, it's such a big thing. And it, it was, it, it felt so far away from me. Um, but if I could just like break it down in bite-sized pieces and just trust the process, that's what I had to do. So it was first learning how to walk and not just doing it like halfway, but just doing the full process. Like walking every day as much as I possibly could. And it, and it hurt, um, quite a bit, not so much my hips, but my leg that I had stroken. Mm-hmm. So once, um, I started walking, I got to the point where I could not use a cane or I could walk without that. And then it was January 9th. That was my goal. It was like around the beginning of January, I was going to start the training. So, um, the training looked like um, just five minutes of running the first week and then the second week, 10 minutes and then the third week, 15. And then I just compounded, um, every week, um, four times a week for five minutes. And the first week felt like I was running underwater. Um, it was the worst. Painful. It was, I bet it was painful. Well, it was painful, but the nerve damage I had on my left side creates a nerve pain. And it feels like someone's stabbing you with a ice pick like over and over and over again in my foot. So running actually made it worse. So my pain 
the first few weeks literally was, I was in pain all the time, but oh um, I was like, all right, I'm going to trust the process. I'm, I'm, um, yeah, I'm going to trust the process. So as I continued, it started to get better. Now, I, I mean, it's good days and bad days, but um, it was the running that was the hardest thing for me, you know. This was something I was also curious about. Were you ever worried, like, that you would just injure yourself more by by training for this before the doctors told you? Yeah, I um, I told my friends and told my you know family like hey i'm going to do this and i i've never heard so many people say what are you doing mm-hmm. um please don't do this you're going to hurt yourself more um but like for for me it it was I, I knew what i was doing um i talked to the doctors um they had to verify that my hip was um healing at, at the rate that it was and and um, there was a moment where I had to back off for three weeks. I went to see the doctor and, and, uh, and, uh, he did an x-ray of my pelvis. They, I, they did it like every three months and, and he looked at me and he's like, Hey, everything is looking really, really good. And then I was like, Hey, I just started training for a marathon. I'm up to like 20 minutes or 30 minutes. And he was like, Hey, can you not do any more? Can you just stay at this? And mm-hmm. I was like, yep, I'll stay at this. So it, it, it definitely, um, slowed me down just a little bit, but the doctor knew what I was doing. And, uh, it was, uh, it, it was a little scary at first. Um, but it, it had to, it had to happen. And I think going in saying, Hey, this is what I'm doing. What do I need to do to make it happen? Um, it was a better thing for me um, than just going in and asking, can I do it? Yeah. Because I wasn't going to do anything that was going to injure me or make it worse. And what I was doing was causing nerve pain, but it wasn't causing any other pain. Yeah. And I think think it's better to live the, the old saying, it's better to ask for forgiveness than it is to ask for permission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it, that's hard to say because you know with it's your body and you're, you're ruining it but but i i know my body and, and i know when it's pain like structural pain and then i will back off but when it's uh nerve pain and i could push through it the nerve pain is just it's it's there it's not going to go anywhere so yeah so you've been training for this and then the, the day of the marathon starts I I remember uh, the news. I remember posting about the news uh, reel that you posted, where um, they were tying, they were pretty much hyping up the audience for this. And I was like, "No way, he's actually doing this!" Because I I remember going from like getting the email that said like, "Oh yeah, he's on like life support, probably not gonna make it out, make it through tonight," to to then like running a marathon what what was the total recovery time um like from like the fall to yeah from the fall to the marathon um that was eight months eight months okay wow eight months that's no that's like uh you definitely got divine divine (laughs) intervention in all of that 100 percent. yeah and and it's it's hard not to see god's hand Mm and in this when uh when you really step back and see it you know Definitely. I mean, just from like you just getting the thought to put on more muscle, um, mm-hmm. which I was like, when you said that, I'm like, that's definitely inspired. Like, holy cow. To just like the whole recovery process. I, I, I it's, it's truly a miracle that I, I personally can't deny. And I don't, I don't think, I don't think you, you can either. I mean, just the fact that I'm walking after falling on my back. 40 feet on a gravel road you know it's yeah yeah that's insane that back to the to the actual marathon the goal that that you had yeah like how like how'd you do what was your time and so well let me back up for a second so yeah. so there was you know i was not getting faster i was you know 
running, but my times were like 15 minutes, you know, 17 minute miles. And, and, uh, it got to the point where I was, you know, defeated. And then my wife and I were sitting down and my wife was like, I, I think we need to train, change our training plan. So we're just going to run not long miles, but we're going to run short miles and we're going to try to do it faster. So we did that for the last four weeks. We did six miles and seven miles. We did that four times a week and it was terrible. I hated it and it was, got to the point, but three weeks before I st- my time started going down. I started getting faster and, and we got to the point. I, I mean, I almost got to the point where I, I almost gave up a few times, many times actually. Wow. Uh, but then we got to the point where the week before I was just like, this is it. This is as good as I can get. I, I can't get any further, but I will tell you that it wasn't the marathon that really did it, did it for me. Like, it, it wasn't for me. It was the day, the the morning of the marathon. I was, I felt like I was on a high, you know, mm-hmm. I was just, I was so stoked as much as you could. I was just sitting in the van and uh, we're driving up the Canyon and my wife just was sitting next to me. She ran the marathon with me and I was just like, she's like, what's wrong? And I was like, I'm just so happy. Like, it, and if I don't finish the marathon, who cares? It, it doesn't matter. Like for me, it was saying I'm going to do something and having the discipline to do it each and every day. And then the days that I wasn't feeling good, I still did it. The days when I hurt, I still did it. The days that I felt sick, I still did it. And And that was a win for me. So that day there was sweepers, which sweepers are people that if you're not hitting a certain time, they'll pick you up and drive you to the front. So and they'll stop you from running the marathon. So I had hit certain times to run, but I just didn't care. I was like, uh, if I, if I don't make it, they'll have to drag me in the car, but at least I, at least I did it, you know? So I, um, I was stoked. My friends were there. My wife was there and we started the marathon and because of the training I did, it really changed. Uh, it made me finish, made me able to finish the marathon. Um, the first half of the marathon, I, um, had pretty good times, like, like 12 to 13 minute miles, which was fast, faster for me. Cause I was averaging at 17, 15. My first mile I ever ran was 23 to 24 minutes. <laughs> and wow. then, uh, before the marathon, I, I was doing about, I could do 11 something minute per mile if I was booking it. So for me, that wasn't, that wasn't fast before the marathon, but for me as, as recovering, that was pretty quick for, for um, suggesting like, like how long I, I trained. So yeah, the first half of the marathon, I actually felt really good. I was doing good. I, I felt great. I only stopped like maybe once because I had a pain in my leg and, and then halfway mark, they give you stuff to like give you like food and gels and energy packets. And I, I took a gel and it wrecked me like Like, the worst sickness I've felt. Really? (laughs) So yeah, mile 14, uh, they call it heartbreak hill. And I was walking up and I started dry heaving and throwing up and probably every mile or two, I, I threw up, um, and, uh, my buddies would just stay there with me and my wife would stay there with me. And, you know, they wanted me, asked me if I wanted to stop. And, you know, I just told them at the very beginning, I'm like, Hey, don't treat me any different. I'm going to finish this no matter what. So just support me. And they did, you know, and they tried to stop me a few times, but they knew, uh, that was my main goal. And that was a good thing for me to have somebody to support me like that. So about mile 22, I got heat exhaustion um medic was really concerned with me uh reported me and you know wanted me to sit down and my friends were like nope just leave him alone and 
they poured a lot of cold water on me and, and I snapped out of it was so that was good. And, and I, the, the last, you know, six miles or five miles was, was brutal. It was just, um, walking, running, walking, running. And then I got to the, uh, the ends and saw the finish line and just broke down. I, I, you know, it, I was, <laughs> I was there, you know, it was a point where, you know, I've seen it in my mind like a thousand times throughout the, all the training. And, and I got, I was finally at that point and the, the long stretch was, was hard, but it was so exciting because I was finally done and I crossed the finish line and felt just like in my dream, like in my, my vision, you know, and, uh, then I was wrecked for a few days, uh, but it was a uh, it was a huge accomplishment for me. Wow, that that is amazing! Thank you so much for for sharing that. And I I mean I I'm just taken aback for words. I don't know I don't know how to follow up with that, but I. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Was there any moment where where you could see the the sweeper car coming up behind you and you're like, no, 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 I gotta beat it? No, no, no. We uh once I hit mile like 17, um, I remember it was like a point of the canyon where you had to turn and and my buddy was like, Hey, you have an hour and a half until the sweeper comes and it, it all the weight just like melted off me. I knew Ooh. I, you know, I was still sick and it didn't feel good, but, but knowing like the sweeper was far away from me to enough, um, it helped me like, okay, I got to stay, but I had a, a really good friend running next to me and, and he, he kept me on pace, you know, he kept me going and, and he's like, Hey, you know, he, he didn't shy away. He was like, Hey, keep going. Come on, let's go we need to hit this pace. We got to stay on pace. And then another buddy that was setting the pace for me. And then another buddy that was standing next to me and running with me and my wife running on the other side. So it was, you know, it, it was really hard. Oh, I, <laughs> like, it sounds like, and I, I, honestly, like looking back, like I, I will do it again. You know, I, I'm not probably a marathon, but like pushing myself, challenging myself, doing something hard is is so like invigorating. It, it like makes you like feel like you can conquer the world. And and I really did feel like n I've never been in so much pain, but like overcoming that and like your mind being like, you need to stop. Like your body saying you need to stop and your mind being like, nope, you're going to keep going. You know, like the mind over matter thing is, is a real thing. Um, that's what I've learned from all this. Yeah. That's, that's amazing for, for me. I, I think it, that that mind over matter thing, it's, I think it might be the opposite for me because my mind is the one that stops me when I'm pretty sure my body could keep going. But I just, I'm just too scared to push myself to, to like break any PRs or, or weights or mile runs. It's like, I don't know. I, that that's something that you've kind of inspired me today. I need to work on my discipline for sure. And I guess feel the gratitude from like, yeah, it's going to suck leading up to it, but the gratitude and the, the happiness that you feel when you do, when you do make it, whether it's the morning of your goal or, or right afterwards, but just feeling that, that happiness from being like, I, it was tough, but I did, I did do it. I stuck with it no matter what. And I guess my next question is like, what's next? Um, that's I, um, a question I get a lot, you know, like what's the next thing you're going to do? Um, honestly, um, I'm looking for other things to do, you know, like, uh, I want to do a really hard thing once a year. That's my, that's my goal. Um, but right now I'm, um, building up, I'm trying to get back on my, uh, physically, 
Um, mm-hmm. For me, some bo- parts of my body really, really came back really quick, like a sponge. Like as soon as I started doing pull-ups, I couldn't do a pull-up. Like I it just, my spine didn't like, I don't know. It was really weird. Before my fall, I, I could do about 16 pull-ups. And then afterwards, I, yeah, I couldn't even do one. So I, I've worked up to basically where I'm, where I was before. Um, but other parts like my glutes and my legs um, are still have some, some work. So right now I'm just trying to get stronger mm-hmm. um, because it, it, once I'm stronger then I'm able to, to do more, you know, but my foot is still, you know, my, I was, my left leg was working at about probably 40% of the race. So my right leg really was doing most of the work um, cause my foot, when you run your, you f- push off with your, your foot, my mm-hmm. foot doesn't work that way. Cause my nerve damage is, is still, it's, it's not there yet. So yeah. I can't run normally. I have to just let it fall and then just pick it up. So I, I remember seeing that in the, in the video of you like training to run. I, 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 I noticed watching you do that where it was just like, not really limping, but just flopping around. Yeah. Yeah. It just flops. Um, so yeah, it made it really hard to run. Um, but you know, I got better at it and, uh, stronger at it. So my foot is, you know, in terms of function, it's still, you know, maybe 60% now. So I can't jump with it or I can't like step up or do like a calf raise i, I can't so yet so mm. right now i'm just um focusing on getting stronger is that ever going to recover the nerve is, damage the nerve damage it takes about two years okay. to fully recover <laughs> i was in the hospital and it was the day i was getting out and and uh i was the physical therapist gave me she was like i want you to do curls and i was like okay i love curls you're great and she she was going to give me a five pounder and she gave me a three pounder and i i put it in my left arm which i had my stroke on my left side and i could barely lift it and it like you know it really put in perspective guys i i could you know i was a lot stronger before so i was sitting there curling and i was like hey so how long am I, is it going to take for me to get better. And and she just like, not even thinking about it. She's like, Oh yeah, two years, probably two years. And I, I like, <laughs> I just broke down crying because it was like, it was just so surreal, you know, cause you, you, you think like, you're going to beat this. Like, I'm going to beat this. Like I'm mentally, I'm strong enough to beat this, but m- my physically nerves grow the slowest in, in your whole body. So in terms of the nerves, I, I got to the point where even my physical therapist here, she was like, this is it. And I was like, what? Like, I'm, she, you don't need to come anymore. I'm like, but I'm not where I'm at. Like, I need to get there. And she's like, you can't. So right now it's, it's just waiting. Yeah. You know? Just waiting, eating, training eating training. Yeah. I think my next, the next thing I want to do is a uh, rim to rim to rim in the grand Canyon. So that's my, wow. It's a big, big one. So I have to train for that. So that's a lot of s- stepping up and training my legs. So hopefully I can do that. Oh my gosh. We'll be careful with that one. I want you to have another accent in the grand Canyon. That would, that I'm, do they do like events for that? Or do you just like ask the, you just go and do it. Yeah, okay, that's wow. What I, want. I don't. For me, it's not. It's never been about the recognition. It's just like let's just go. Yeah. So yeah, rem to rem to rem is, I think, forty eight miles. You do it in twenty four hours. So I think that's the plan. Have you Have you ever heard of David Goggins? Um, I'll be honest. I listen to David Goggins every day, of my um, since my injury. I so. I. I feel like I was like I feel like he has because you you mentioned a couple of things I was like David Goggins must have inspired him with that part. <laughs> he's uh, I mean he's motivated me so much to like to um, push through and not like for me like 
it really was disconcerting the, to have people tell me not to do it, you know, or that I couldn't do it. And, uh, and I was just like, screw it. I'm going to do it whether you don't like, you like it or not. So, um, and his, his videos really helped me to, uh, stay motivated and, uh, to not worry about other people. Because I think Mm -hmm. in my life, I've been so concerned with what everyone else thinks rather than just myself, you know, and once I started listening to myself and, and focusing on what I wanted, um, everyone else just kind of followed through and, and followed my, my desire. And, and, um, it's, uh, it's incredible what your mind can, can do when you think that you can do something. Yeah, for sure. No, that, that, that's amazing. Thank you so much for, for sharing this story with us and inspiring not only me, but hopefully the, the viewers as well. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's future Jeremy here again. I just wanted to share some of my thoughts and impressions that left me from the, after that chat with my seminary teacher. Again, amazing story. I'm so grateful that he shared it with us today. And one of the things that really stuck out to me was, first off, mind over matter. I mentioned this a little bit at the end, but how my I feel like my mind stops me from doing anything beyond my um, beyond my comfort zone, and especially when lifting heavy weights, I sometimes get into my head like, oh, I I could I don't want I can't I can't do this. This is this is way too much weight. But finding a way to to really just picture it, to see it in your mind, and to enjoy the process of reaching that goal. Because sometimes, yeah, you can't do things at certain points, but always having that goal, always having a purpose to keep going, to discipline yourself to to make that goal is something that I really learned from this and is something I'm going to start taking into my daily life as well. Another thing that I learned from this is to not take life for granted. I feel like so often we, because we've survived so far we and haven't come close to death, we get into our minds that, oh, we're kind of just invincible. It's it's pretty tough to die, um, especially if you just stay at home, sit on your butt and play video games all, all day or scroll TikTok or Instagram or stuff like that. But it got me thinking that we need to really start living life more fully, not just taking it for granted, not just living it safe, but to push ourselves, you know, stay stay safe in the process, but to to push ourselves, do do more daring things, but to also really appreciate everything that you do have around you as well. Um because again, there's no there's no growth in the comfort zone. You have to be pushed out of it to grow, but at the same time, um, you can't just doing it. You can't just be doing it thinking that you're invincible as well. It's a fine. It's a fine line that I feel like you have to live. But after something as traumatic as what Hayden went through, I it's made me realize that I do need to start living my life more fully pushing myself, challenging myself more, and most importantly, be grateful for each day that I get to wake up and walk around. I said this before in episode four of our podcast, where we talked about in order to be more grateful, just say things that you are truly grateful that your body can do. That you might be taking for that you might be taken for granted, such as being able to to bend your arm at the elbow or having an arm in that case. I know it sounds pretty cheesy, but I can promise you that humility 
that kind of humility is going to lead to a happier life than anything else, than entitlement, than just living it safe. So with that, tell me what you think. Uh, what are your thoughts on this whole this whole story? Would you would you get from it? We'd love to hear your feedback. And yeah, we hope you have a great rest of your day. Here's some of Hayden's last um, words that he left me off with. I'm lucky, luckily, I was able to record it and he was able to share it with you guys because I really enjoyed it. Here we go. Um, the best advice I would give somebody is to not let other people define your future. You know, um, the fear that I was talking about is a real thing. And um, it's a real thing. Like people don't do things and not live up to their potential because they're afraid that other people are going to judge them or they're not going to achieve what they need to do. But the idea of like, what if I can do this really, really changed my my point of view because I was like, oh, if I can't do it, I tried, but I maybe I can do it. But there's a there's a quote that I uh, really thought thought of a lot um, when I'm as injured. It was it was a uh, by Viktor Frankl, and, and it basically says, suffering ceases to be suffering when it um, you have a purpose. And uh, for me, the pain was real and it was a lot. And, but when I, once I had that purpose, like I'm going to do this, the pain was secondary and, and my mind took over because of that goal that I had, that purpose that I had. So that's the advice I would give anybody is don't focus on what other people want you to do. Focus on what you want to do. That's amazing advice. Yes, it was some great advice. Anyway, I'm going to end this episode now. Um, I know it's a little bit longer than what we're usually used to, but I really do hope that you enjoyed this story. Next week, we're going to have Bryant back with us. So, all our, all our Bryant fans, I know you missed him, but he's going to be back. Stick around for next week, where we might also have another special guest. We will see. But yeah, do follow us on Natty Wonders on Instagram. And now we do have YouTube as well. So go subscribe there. We're going to start uploading our episodes there as well. Anyway, have a great rest of your day. Bye. Hey, adventure. Looks like you made it to the end of this episode. Again, we're so grateful that you listened to this project of ours. And hey, if you enjoyed, why not share your favorite episode? It helps us out, and when you hit share, you will always roll a natural 20 on your first roll. And to spice up the deal, we'll even give you a nice, juicy PR that you've always been dreaming of. Want to play a bigger part in the adventure? Follow us on Instagram at Natty Wonders. Send us your best gym talk slanders, and we'll review them on the show. Have a great day.